Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. Okay, Mary goes in motion. She's headed right for the Good Foods Guac. Nice head fake on the stock boy. Great move around the lady with the card. Mary reaches for the Good Foods Guac and heads for checkout. Great play. Game day is Guac Day, Bears fans, and that means the delicious taste of Good Foods guacamole with perfectly ripe, hand-scooped avocados. Enter to win all kinds of great prizes at gamedayisguacday.com and reach for Good Foods Guac at Julasco. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Herbert's inside the 10, still going at the 5, turns his legs, and he's in! Touchdown, Chicago! I'm really just making the most of my opportunities. I, I, I come in with that mindset every week. Third and one, Mills has to flip it. Oh, it's big time. I've, I've showcased what I can do year in and year out. Not having camp, you know, so first two games, you know, still working my way in. But, hey, third game, I think here on out, you can expect some big things. Now, here's Kevin Powell. All right, this is episode 45 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. It's the Bears' victory Monday, 23-20 over the Houston Texans. Cairo Santos, the game-winning field goal, that coming after Roquan Smith, a huge interception that pretty much sealed the game for the Bears. I thought it was headed to overtime, but the Bears' defense came up with a, a big turnover late to beat Lovey Smith's Houston Texans. Bears now 2-1 and one and some winnable games coming up. Justin Fields, though. A lot of talk about his performance after that game. It was a win, but Fields looked not good. It was bad. It was a rough performance from Justin Fields. And um, I thought Khalil Herbert was fantastic. David Montgomery goes down. Herbert steps up, has a career game. He he was outstanding. Credit to the offensive line. Um, it, It was a win. They're 2-1, and one, and they've got some winnable games coming up. I broke down the Bears' victory over the Texans with Herb Howard from the Bigs. Now joining me again on the WGN Radio Football Podcast is Herb Howard from the Bigs. He covers the Bears. I saw him out at So You were looking good yesterday, Herb. You had the suit on and everything. You were ready for some Chicago Bears football. You got to keep them on their toes sometimes, Kevin. You know, I'm usually up there in my hoodie and whatnot. And I think I'll throw a quick curveball uh, in week three. You looked good. Um... Bears looked kind of good. It was sort of an ugly game, but let's start with the uh, the topic that everyone will be discussing this week, which is Justin Fields' performance, which, look, I'm going to be honest, Herb, I thought he looked really bad yesterday. There weren't a whole lot of bright spots. He, he cannot continue to rely on his legs and scrambling ability um, to make things happen. He has to stick to the script more often. He's got to be more accurate. I mean, the, the two interceptions, he had Cole Komet in the seam completely overthrew him. Um, look, it's a win, 23-20. We'll get into more of that. But Justin Fields, he, he struggled yesterday, and he said it himself. He called it tr- a trash performance after the game. Um, wasn't good, though, Herb. Just the eight completions, 82 net yards, two interceptions. He was sacked five times. Yeah, there's no other way to look at it, Casey. He didn't play well. He played like trash by his own admission. He wants to say he played even worse than that. But I think he he understands that he has to continue to, to, to work on his game and get better in every single uh, facet of, of being a quarterback. I think that he's not – reading the defense uh, properly. He's not reading it quickly. He's not deciphering what's happening to him post-snap fast enough. And I think that it's leading to him holding on to the ball too long. He's late on some of his throws. And then yesterday we just saw him be wildly inaccurate on a couple of throws. And so he's going to have to improve if this offense uh, is going to uh, have any sustained level of success. Yeah, I mean, they've got to figure something out with the passing game and – 
again, as we've discussed, you and I, Herb, it's it's it's, a, it's not always just on the quarterback, but I thought yesterday he struggled yep. uh, in terms of getting rid of the ball and his accuracy was way off. Um, he, he's got to be better. And I guess, are you... It was the first game where I was like, this is not good. Like, you know, with other ones, yeah. you can kind of find some... All right, 49ers game was a monsoon. Last year was such a mess in so many different areas. You can kind of say, all right, well, yeah. we saw signs. This were, this was good. This was not good. This was kind of a game week three. Packers are behind you. Um, not an overwhelming team uh, that, that you're facing. And it was the first time of this Justin Fields era, which is still very young, and everybody's got to remain patient. But it was the first game where I was like, this is not looking good right now. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. This That was the first time where I walked away from the game and said, yeah, Justin looked bad. Like, that was on Justin. I think that, you know, like you said last year, there was a, a myriad of things that you can point to. This year, you still talk about, you know, not having elite-level talent at the offensive line position nor the wide receiver position. You talk about a first-time coordinator and Coach Lugetsi. So there are some things that you can still kind of mitigate some of the things that you're seeing from, from Justin. But yesterday, uh, as much as any, that was not the case. That, that He just did not play well. There's nothing you can say about missing a wide-open Cole Komet down the scene. There's nothing you can say about the, the, the poor decision to throw into double coverage in the second interception. That's on him. And so uh, that, that's not about offensive line play. It's not about receivers getting open. Cole Komet was wide open, and then the other receiver was double covered. And so that's not about anybody but Justin. He's got to get better. He acknowledged it. It was good to hear him say that he, that he, that he knows he played bad. And uh, we'll see, you know, how, how he goes about improving his game going forward. they got a, another winnable game next week in New York against the Giants. We'll see if he can improve his play. Yeah, look, they're 2-1, and one, right? And yeah. that that's good, right? Like, where where this team was... I think, I, I think KP, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, wrote, I, wrote, I wrote in my column on the bigs.us that uh, I titled it Flu's Gold, right? Because, I mean, you, you, you win a game like that, and then, you know, Coach Eberflus gets to come out and say, hey, we won, and kind of sweep some of the questionable decisions under the rug. We saw the, the, the scenario at the end of the first half that was extremely questionable. But then you win, and it kind of masks some of those things. It kind of deodorizes some of that trash that we were talking about. And, and you know, I don't want uh, – they certainly didn't fool me. I don't think they fooled anybody else, but I certainly hope they didn't fool themselves either with that performance yesterday. Yeah, I think we all still understand what the Chicago Bears team is. They're 2-1. and one. It um... – yeah, and a very winnable game coming up. But like when Fields plays like that, it just leaves a sour taste, right? I mean, it does. And there's no way you can say, oh, they won. But I, everybody after the game that I was talking to, reporters and whatnot, as we're kind of just getting ready to do the post-game stuff, everyone was just kind of felt the same, right? Like, all right, that's a win. But there was that offense is messy. We'll get into Khalil Herbert in a second. But it's it's they're 2-1. and one. They have very winnable games coming up over the next few weeks. And that's all good and great, but we can't lose sight of what matters most this year, which is Justin Fields taking a step forward. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, it's hard to win in the National Football League. You're never going to apologize for walking away victorious on any given Sunday. That being said, this this season is as much, if not more, about identifying young talent that can be building blocks for the future, none more so than Justin Fields. That's even more important than maybe winning this season, right? And so if you don't figure out, the Bears absolutely cannot come to season's end without definitively knowing whether or not Justin Fields is the quarterback that can lead this team to a, to a Super Bowl, right? They can't go into the next season saying maybe he is, maybe he isn't. They need to find that out. And so for me, what that means is 
every time there's an opportunity for you to put himself to put him in a situation to prove himself, you have to do that. And so end of half situations where you've got the ball, you got a first down, you got 41 seconds left, all three timeouts, you're on your you're on your 28 yard line. That's an opportunity to go see. Hey, can this young kid get us down in field goal position? Get us a big three points before the half. Can he do it or can he not? And maybe he can't. Right, but you need to find that out, and I think that shielding him from from those situations is just not the best way to go about it. All the coaches continue to talk about, you know, they have uh, complete and total trust in Justin Fields, and you know, all his development is simply a matter of him getting live game reps. Well, give him the live game reps, and give him the opportunity to face those situations where he needs to improve. And if you don't, you're going to get to a space, to a space where you still don't know for sure if he's the guy. Yeah. And look, I'll say this, though. It does appear that the Bears have a competent coaching staff. Um, mm-hmm. The two games they've won were close games, right? And and I think yeah. Dan Weeder pointed out from the Tribune that they haven't allowed um, – did I see a second-half touchdown the defense hasn't allowed? Did I read that right? Something like that. So I just think that yeah. they're playing hard. They're playing tough, which is all good. But going into the year, we, we talked about this. Like, it's a fine – line of, yes, you're going to want to win as many games as possible, but then what do they do with Justin Fields if, if they know they're struggling so much in the passing game and having success in the run game, right? It's this balance, right? Because one, you want to you want to be able to evaluate Justin Fields. Two, you want him to get better. Um, and, and three, you want to win the game. So it's kind of a little bit of a juggling act for all of that where, yes, you want to win these games, right? None of us are still, I think at this point, not expecting them to get to the playoffs, um, but who knows? But I think it's this 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 fine line that they have to walk of we want to see what Justin Fields is because you want to put a proper evaluation on him as you as you just said you want to you want to have a good strong grasp on what Justin Fields is as a quarterback and can be in this in this league at the same time trying to win football games and at this point the best way the their best opportunity to win games is going to be defense and running the ball. Yeah, that's their formula for success. Their formula for success is absolutely to run the ball, have a potent ground attack, to play a stingy, opportunistic defense, take the ball away. That's their formula for success, and I'm fine with that, right? I'm, I am not of the camp that says, hey, we've got to let Justin throw the ball 30 times a game. I don't think that's a formula for success for this team. I don't think it's a formula for success for him individually. However, there are going to be certain circumstances within a game that you're going to have to kind of let him grow through, you know, some of these development issues. And I thought yesterday uh, presented a couple of opportunities to do it, and they chose not to. I also believe this is a competent coaching staff. I think that they, so far, they've done a really good job. This is a team that is going to fight for four quarters. They're going to be tough. They're going to be physical. They're going to be disciplined. I like all of those things. They're going to play a full four quarters, and you're going to have to beat them. They aren't going to do it for themselves. I, I really appreciate that about this team and, and, the, and the culture that this coaching staff has implemented. But sometimes there can be a little bit of a conflict of interest there, right? When you talk about you know instilling these types of things and doing everything we can to win this game on Sunday, and I, I, that's their job, and I, I'm not going to knock them for doing that. But somebody has to have a mind towards the future to say, is Justin Fields what we hope he is? I still think he can be. I still think he has all the physical tools. I think he has the intangibles. I think he puts the work in. I think he is in an unenviable position to be a second-year quarterback already trying to digest his second offensive system with a new offensive coordinator, minimal talent around him. I, I, I don't envy the position that he's in, but we have to find out who and what he is as a quarterback. And every opportunity that you have to see that, 
go ahead and do it while also trying to win the game. I completely agree. Khalil Herbert was a stud yesterday, Herb. Um, mm-hmm. David Montgomery goes down, and look, sometimes running backs pop off a big run, and it's a giant hole, and they go untouched. And then there's runs where a lot of it has to do, yes, the offensive line, but Khalil Herbert was a man on a mission yesterday. He was running the ball, 20 carries, 157 yards, had the two touchdowns, the big 52-yard pickup. I'm anticipating David Montgomery just to guess here, considering he left the game, that he's going to miss some time. And going into the year, we felt, you know, the running back spot, you probably felt better about the depth there than any other spot around the roster. Um, Khalil Herbert was fantastic yesterday. No, he had a really, really good game yesterday. And you talk about collectively 280-plus rushing yards. That's phenomenal. I know that the Houston Texans have been giving up a lot of rushing yards um, as a team. But that being said, uh, you see your, your your starting running back go down, and you certainly hope that, it, you know, it's it's not as bad as initially you kind of expected. It looked really, really bad at first. The team kind of get up and put some weight on it and walk off was a good sign. But I'm with you. He's probably going to at least miss some time. And Khalil Herbert stepped up, and that offense didn't miss the beat. He was phenomenal uh, in the carries that he got. I also liked some of the things that I saw from Tristan Ebner with the opportunities that he was afforded with, with, with Demo going down. And so I think that the running game and the running back position specifically is still in, in really, really good hands. That's going to be, again, that's their formula for success. They're going to have to continue to run the ball. But Khalil Herbert showed you that he's more than capable of, of filling in. All right, more coming up with Herb in just a minute. First, a message from Good Foods. Game day is guac day, Bears fans, and that means the delicious taste of Good Foods guacamole. It's always a touchdown with Good Foods guac because Good Foods brings game-winning flavor. Perfectly ripe, hand-scooped avocados made with delicious, real ingredients. Visit gamedayisguacday.com and enter to win all kinds of great prizes and a season full of good foods. When you gather to cheer on the Bears this season, reach for Good Foods Guac, available at Jewel Osco and other Chicagoland retailers. Pick up the guac today. All right, we're talking with Herb Howard from the Bigs. He covers the Bears. Roquan Smith, by the way, his best game of the year. Matt Eberfuss touched on it after the game about, you know, he looked like he's he's starting to get comfortable in this new defense that, that Matt Eberfuss has instilled with the Chicago Bears. I, I thought he was great yesterday, and to see playmakers, Eddie Jackson had the other pick, Roquan Smith had the game-sealing interception. Again, that's the stuff Matt Eberfuss has been preaching nonstop. You know, as, as many noted, it was kind of like Lovey Ball yesterday, right? The Bears. How many games did the Bears win like that with Lovey Smith as the head coach, right? Yeah. The de- defense comes up with a big turnover, you get poor quarterback play, and they still find a way to win. Um Obviously, very similar coaching styles in, in Matt Ibufus and, and Lovey Smith, but it's good to see Roquan get involved. I thought it was easily his best game of the year. Yeah, no doubt about it. That is going to be you know how the Bears have to go about winning the game, and Roquan Smith is going to have to be a huge, huge factor in those decisions. He played phenomenal yesterday. He's all over the field. Right after the game, he's credited with 16 tackles. Got that obviously the, the game deciding interception. I think that's kind of going to be what you have to see from the Bears, and that's fine, right? I remember my grade school teacher used to always say there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? You, you can win football games a lot of different ways, and if, if they have to win it playing defense and run the ball and taking it away and being opportunistic with their turnovers, then that's just how they have to go about it. But this defense understands that, and they're trying to create these opportunities. Eddie Jackson told me in the locker room yesterday he had every intention of taking that ball 109 yards back for a touchdown. <laughs> he stepped on the end line. He said, I saw Brandon Cook, who was the Houston, Texas speedy wide receiver. He said, I saw that he was behind me, and if he's behind me, there's nobody else in front of me that could possibly keep me from getting there. He stepped on the end line, and then that was the end of that. But the defense kind of understands that 
they are going to have to create opportunities to get the ball back to this offense and maybe even put some points on the board themselves. That's just going to be what it has to be for this team. But to see Roquan step up and make that game-deciding play, obviously he was in the contract dispute with the Bears all offseason. Many people were saying, you know, he just doesn't make enough of those game-changing plays, doesn't take the ball away. Yesterday he made a game-deciding play taking the ball away. It was good to see. Yeah, you know, you look around the NFL and like the two teams that are three and zero, the Eagles and the Dolphins, and Tua with Miami and Jalen Hurts, and where they're they're at in their careers. Um, you think about what those teams added for those young quarterbacks, right? And it kind of, it's, I think about I watch those teams and I'm like, that's what the Bears could be if Fields continues to progress, and then we have an off season of Ryan Poles adding a lot to that offense. You know, watching that, you, you can't help but kind of look to what the future could be with Justin Fields and the Bears if he does develop. Yeah, it could be very, very bright. I don't think very many people were very high on Tua coming into this season. We heard about the mechanical issues, the inaccuracies, and all those types of things. And when Tyreek Hill got there in the offseason, he starts talking about how wildly accurate that, that Tua is. Everybody was kind of like laughing about it. Like, you know, nobody's seen that. There's no evidence of that. But then you put two super-fast, world-class speed athletes around him that can go out and make plays. I think both of those guys have 300 yards through the first three weeks. That's the only, I think that's only the second time that's happened in the Super Bowl era. Um, I think Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson did it back in 2018, I think. But that, that's, that's a huge difference. When you talk about having guys on the outside that can win one-on-one, that can stretch the field, that can take two-yard slants and turn them into 80-yard touchdowns, that matters. And so... Uh, certainly there's an opportunity for the Bears. They're going to have a lot of cap space. They're going to have a full allotment of draft picks. They're going to be players in the offseason market come come next year, and hopefully they can add some, some talent. But, again, even with that, they still have to be certain about not only Justin Fields, but also just finding out how many of these young guys are going to be on this team when they are legitimate contenders for a championship. Yeah, and by the way, the Dolphins will be coming to town November 6th, the Eagles yeah. December 18th, also Josh Allen coming to town. Um, but you look at these next few games, Herb, at the Giants, at the Vikings. Uh, yeah, at the Giants, at the Vikings, they host the Commanders, then at the Patriots. Um I mean, look, if they continue to run the ball really well and, and play solid defense, I think they can stay competitive in just about every game they're in. Um, but at the same time, if they continue to get that style of play from Justin Fields, it's it's going to be tough for this team to walk away with wins. Yeah, they're going to have to play better offensively. I mean, the the, the Houston Texans are, are a winless football team. They they play bad on defense. They haven't produced much on offense. And so, yeah, you, again, you can't be fooled by what by you know what you saw yesterday in terms of walking away with the win. They have to play better than that. That being said, I don't look any of the games on their schedule, uh, say for the, the the game up in Minnesota two weeks from now, and say that the Bears can't win that game. I think they can absolutely go to New York and beat the Giants. I think they can. Uh, I think they can beat the Commanders at home. I think they have a chance to go to Foxborough and walk away with the win there as well. And so they're going to be competitive again. This is a team that's going to play hard. You're going to have to beat them, and you got to do it for four quarters. They aren't going to tap out. We've seen that through three weeks with them. And so they are going to be there against every single team. They're talent deficient. And so against some of the better teams, they'll probably just kind of run out of, of gas, if you will, run out of talent. But they will be competitive. And I think that, you know, you could look up and, and see a scenario where the Bears are 5-2 and two in, 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 in a few weeks. And it's like, wow, is this a 5-2 and two football team or is it not? Hmm. But either way, Justin Fields, whether they are 5-2 and two or they aren't, 
the more important thing is the development of Justin Fields and, and a lot of these other young players around them on the offensive line and other positions. Yeah, I mean, look at the three games, right? The two wins, they, they, they found a way to pull it off against two mediocre teams, two not-so-great teams, mm-hmm. and then exactly like you just said, against Green Bay. They had a fast start, kind of ran out, ran out of gas because they, they weren't able to put together explosive plays like the Packers so often do, and they lost by 17 right. points. So, yeah, look, uh, right. if, if we see developments in this in this passing game, I think this can be a real solid team this year, but that's a big if and um, lots of work to do. I know you'll be at Hallis Hall this week, and we'll hear from Justin Fields on Wednesday. I mean, look, he said everything you, you I guess you want to hear right after a performance like that. He 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 called himself out right away when when he was talking to reporters after that game. So hopefully he uses it as motivation. We'll get a good look at the Giants tonight on Monday Night Football, and then the Bears head to New York this weekend. Herb, anything stand out to you before I let you go? Any other uh, nuggets or notes from the game that, that you wanted to add? No, I'm, I'm really continuing to enjoy watching Jaquan Brisker play football. The way he flies around the field, the energy that he brings, the way he's having fun with his teammates, I just really, really enjoy uh, watching that young kid play. I know Kyler's having some bumps uh, in his development right now. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to continue to kind of play both positions inside and out. I think it becomes a bit of a mental uh, overload for him to try to figure out, okay, this is what I do when I'm on the outside. And switching to the inside, I think kind of watching uh, Kyler kind of play both of those positions, I worry whether or not it's too much of a mental workload. Physically, I think he's, he's got the physical ability to do it, but there's just a lot that goes into it. And so I'll be continuing to watch you know, him in terms of his mental breakdown in coverage. But uh, um, that, that's with Kyler. With Jaquan, I'm, I'm really enjoying just watching that kid play. So those are the two, two things I, I noticed yesterday uh, with those top two picks for the Bears. Quan looks like a veteran out there, doesn't he? He just looks he like calm and collected, and he plays hard. He just looks like he belongs in the NFL. I can't wait to see what he develops into. I think he's already a pretty good football player and um, could turn into a great one. We'll see. Uh, Herb Howard, always great stuff, my friend. I will uh, talk to you and see you around Hallis Hall. Appreciate the time. Kevin, thanks for having me, man. And that was episode 45 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. It is a Bears 23-20 victory to improve to 2-1 on the year. Thanks to Herb Howard for joining me. Thanks to Ernie Scatton and Brian Alzheimer for their help producing the podcast as well. Thank you for listening. The Bears 2-1. Now it's on to the New York Giants. This is the WGN Radio Football Podcast.